Episode 119, How Millennials Were Dealt a Bad Hand. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. This is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Welcome to the podcast, Jason. Great to be with you again today. Dale, it's great to be back with you. So how millennials were dealt a bad hand. I have a feeling this is... Uh, we're going to start off with a conversation about a video that has been really popular for the last couple of months, yes. circulating the internet. Take us down the road on what you want to talk about. Uh, okay. I, uh, several weeks ago, uh, I was on Facebook, and I really try to limit my time on Facebook to about, uh, I, one, I try to limit it to friends and family and not a lot of business stuff on Facebook. Um, but I came across a video uh, by uh, Simon Sinek, and I recognized the name, and I realized that he and I are published by the same publishing company, uh, Random Penguin. Uh, Penguin Random House, and uh, and we we share the same publisher, and uh, so I decided I, I would watch the video, and it's about a twelve minute video. Anybody who wants to watch it uh, can just Google if you want uh, or search in Facebook Simon Sinek S I N E K and then the word millennials and you're you're going to find it, and uh, so I I watched it and I had a number of reactions to it. But before we discuss it, let me kind of give you a thirty thousand foot view of, of of what's in the video. First of all, Sinek is not a millennial himself. He's too old to be a millennial, but he's, he's not that far away. And the video, uh, he was being interviewed by a millennial who didn't get to ask many questions. Uh, and the audience was composed of millennials. And I found their reactions and their laughter and their identification with what he was saying uh, to be absolutely fascinating. I thought their reaction was as fascinating as what he was saying. But basically, what Simon Sinek in this video on millennials says uh, is that millennials were dealt a bad hand uh, in four ways. And then he adds, it's the responsibility of business uh, to, to accommodate them. And uh, and here's what he says. He, the four ways that he says millennials were dealt a bad hand was bad parenting, technology, learned impatience, and the environment. Let me give some of the highlights. Bad parenting, uh, he said, the result is that millennials have become nar- narcissistic. Uh, and here's why. He said they were constantly told they were special. They were constantly told they could have anything they wanted. Uh, he says they all got into honors classes because of mom and dad's haranguing the administration to get them into honors classes, and the audience hooted and hollered and identified this one. He said they got A's when they didn't deserve them because the teachers and the administration didn't want to deal with mom anymore. Uh, he got one that's one of my pet peeves. Uh, he said they received participation medals and trophies just for showing up. And he says they weren't stupid because they know that that devalued the talented people uh, who worked hard. So they, and so as a result, they ended up with low self-esteem. Uh, and he said, you ask them what they want uh, in work and job. He said, well, we want purpose. We want to make an impact. We want free food and beanbags. But he said, you give them those things and they're still not happy. But they end up in a workforce where they're not special. Mom can't help anymore. And you can't come in last. 
and get a trophy for it. And so you've got an entire generation dealt a bad hand by their parents. So that's number one. Number two, he said it's uh, they've been dealt a bad hand because of technologies. And and I got an insight into me in, in this one. He said repeated studies have shown that the use of iPhones, uh, iPads, tablets, and devices release dopamines, which have the self-medicating effect of smoking, drinking, and gambling. And I had to pause the video there and think about myself. I know when I am at my most stressed with my biggest to-do list, and I don't know which way to go, and I'm just utterly frustrated, I mean, I'll take a four or five minute pause and go and play a video game. I didn't realize that was like smoking, drinking, and gambling, and I mean, I I was being relieved by the effects of dopamine. Uh, So that one really spoke to me. And, And he says, they're living in a world where getting constant likes on Facebooks, growing their Instagram followers, seeing who's reposted uh, their posts. He said it's like opening a liquor cabinet for teenagers and saying, come get it, kids, uh, arguing that uh, there's always been an age restriction for liquor, but there's never been an age restriction of the Internet and devices. And he said the net result of that is millennials have learned uh, have not learned how to develop deep, meaningful relationships, and as a result, they turn to devices and not to people. So file that one away. I'll give you number three, and then we're going we're gonna to talk about these things. He said they're a very, very impatient lot. They were taught instant gratification. They were given everything they wanted. In fact, what they do is they'll actually, they won't watch a, a series of television shows. They'll just save them so they can binge watch the entire thing. They live in a world where they can order it and they get it now. He said they'd, and this one brought up some real laughter from the audience. Again, I was fascinated by the audience of millennials. He said, these people didn't even learn how to date because there was an app for that. And as a result, he says, they never learned any social coping mechanisms. And they don't know that often the job is long and hard before a reward. And then he went on to cite increased suicides, drug overdoses, and depressions because of an inability to find fulfillment. And then finally, we get to business. He said, so now these people who are dealt a bad hand uh, are an environment where businesses are about numbers where they care more about the results and the math than people's lives. He said business does not help them cope, and they aren't taught the joy of working a long time for something worth having. And basically, he says, it's the job of companies to pick up the slack. So there you have it. Bad parenting, technology, learned in patience, and an environment that is foreign to who they are is why they've been uh, dealt a bad hand by the author, Simon Sinek. And uh, jump in. (laughs) Number one, I I always get a little nervous when we just paint a broad brush and the paint stroke covers a large group of people. So there's a tremendous amount of talent out there. And I know in speaking with, uh, so all that aside, in speaking with my business friends, the one part that caused pain and pause was it's the business's job to fix all of the problems you just laid out. Right. So... I think uh, we there's an opportunity for responsibility, but I'm not going to lay it all at the feet of business to fix the problem. Uh, nor am I. 
Uh, nor am I. Yeah, you know that I'm actually pretty hardcore. The reason I uh, I thought this was worthy is I think anything that we could use, because when I am preparing for a speech, and I've, you've heard me say this many times in many other episodes, uh, and I'm doing my 10 to 12 interviews uh, in preparation for a speech, which means every year I talk to 700 to 1,000 people, and I finally get to the question, what, what keeps you awake at night these days? What goes bump in the night these days? I mean, what are your big challenges you're facing in business? Uh, inevitably, in 90, I would not be an exaggeration to say in 98% of all conversations, I'm getting ready for another speech next week in Tucson, and it came up in all of them. Finding, engaging, keeping, and growing the right people and dealing with millennials. It comes up all the time. All the time. So I, I, I think he does a valuable service by maybe offering some insights into the uh, bad parenting and the technology and the impatience uh, that has led to these this group of people being a very challenging group. But uh, no, I mean, business uh, are not operating uh, as daycare centers, and uh, they're not operating as uh, primary and secondary schools, and they're not operating as parents. So I don't know it's the responsibility of business to fix all of this. But I do think if business leaders have some insights as to why people have become, or many of millennials have become this way, um, it'll, it'll help them in dealing with them. Now, I would venture a guess we have thousands of millennials listening to the podcast. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the part of that millennial. Jason, as I walk into my business, hearing everything that you just went through and all those points, and realizing that I need to take some responsibility for my lot in life, where I'm going, what I'm going to do, what's just one thing that I could do when I walk into my job today or tomorrow and start to better understand my employer and how I can engage and get the most out of my work, lead from where I'm at, no matter where I'm at, and have, a, have that, that impact that, that uh, we all want to have. Well, I would suggest uh, this is like a how the cow ate the cabbage uh, story. Uh, un- understand that unless there's more money coming into the business than there is going out, uh, you're not going to have a gig. Uh, understand that at the end of the day, the people who took the risk to invest the money in the organization have a right to expect a return on their investment, and they are to be honored as invaluable to the business just as much as the workers in the workforce. So if you don't understand those two things, you're, you're not going to fit into any business. Then, uh, if you say that purpose is important to you, uh, well, then be true to yourself. Uh, don't go to work for any company unless there is a clear purpose built around doing something good. We have talked about this in so many episodes. Go back and listen to the other millennial episodes that, that, that we have done. So if you say purpose is important to you, then be true to yourself. Just don't take a gig for the sake of taking a gig and complain about it and be disengaged. Uh, so, so find out what the purpose of the organization is. And then I think the attitude that you have to have at, at all times is you have to be asking the question, um, um, how do I create value here? How can I create value in what I'm doing? I don't care if your job is answering the telephones, working in the mail room, working in customer service, uh, writing code. I don't care what, what job you have. I think what you have to be silently communicating to people is uh, you understand that everybody's task is to create value. If they don't create value, there's no place in the enterprise for them. And so if you are a millennial, the most important question that you need to ask yourself 
yourself is, does the business have a purpose? If not, don't be there. Uh, find a company with a purpose, a strong purpose built around doing something good. There are lots and lots and lots and lots of them. I believe that most businesses have a purpose and are trying to do good. They might sometimes not be effective in communicating it, but uh, but I think they have it. And then you need to ask the question, how do I create value around this place? And uh, And I think you'll be fine. So I go to the amount of research that you've done for the books, for the speeches, uh, for the answer to the question I'm about to ask. And it deals with that great point in the video where Cynic is talking about how he has a conversation with a millennial. How's the job going? Oh, it's okay. I'm just not advancing as I've, as fast as I want. Well, how long have you been there? Six months. So I'm thinking about leaving. And, <laughs> <laughs> How many overnight successes do you really see uh, through your research uh, versus the amount of time that's really invested to grow and to advance? You know, there are uh, there are very, very few. Uh, I, I, I think of one company, O'Reilly Automotive, uh, and because it's a company that's grown for 59 of their 60 years, they have a constant need for talent. A company like O'Reilly Automotive is a place where you can go to work. You can work in the parts counter. Six months if you've mastered that, guess what? Uh, I mean, there is a place for you to go. There's a promotion for you, and that's existed for 59 of their 60 years in company, and uh, according to Greg, their CEO, they've got nothing but clear runway ahead of them. It's a it's the most remarkable organization. So I, I, I guess in addition to looking for an organization that has a strong sense of purpose, I think it's the millennial's responsibility. If you want a promotion every six months, if you want a promotion every 12 months, you better find a company that is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, we did an episode called Find a Parade and Get in Front uh, and get with an organization that has that need. I mean, uh, such a need for people in increasingly important positions uh, within the organization uh, that that can become a reality for you. I mean, if you if you go to work for a company that's growing by one or two percent a year, or three or four or five percent a year, guess what? Uh, that that opportunity is not going to exist. Uh, it's simply not going to exist. You're going to have to wait until somebody retires, uh, is thrown under a bus, or is fired, uh, or dies. And 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 that's the that's one of the reasons that there is just so much politics within organizations as other people are trying to throw other people under the bus because they want to get ahead. But it's a simple law. I guess of, of mathematics that if an organization is only growing two, three, four, five percent a year, that possibility doesn't exist. So if you're a millennial that has an expectation that you're going to come in, you're going to master a task, you're going to create incredible value for the organization, and six months later they're going to give you a position of increasing responsibility and authority, uh, you're only going to find that in an organization that is growing. I mean, ten, fifteen percent a year. Uh, if an organization is growing single, low single digits every year, that possibility is not going to exist. And so you've you've got a match that was not made in heaven. Mm. I think one of the powerful things about either the video or now this podcast is it is a conversation starter. Call out the elephant in the room where, you know, what are you thinking? Your, your age, your demographic, here's what I'm thinking, business owner. Um, where do we find the the opportunities to agree. Where can I better understand you? Where can you better understand me? And this opens up a dialogue, which in and of itself solves so many of our problems when we just work to better understand one another, where you're coming from, where I'm coming from. Listen with a sincere desire to understand. So thanks for doing that for us today, Jason. Thank you. 
Anything else? Any other closing words for us? Uh, yeah. Um, wherever I go, uh, and it's, it's rewarding and fun to see. Um, I, I, I bump into a lot of copies of the reinventors and, uh, if, if people have not read or listened to the reinventors, uh, read it, uh, listen to it. Uh, there are just, uh, I picked up my copy a couple of days ago and I was going through it and I was thinking, gosh, I'd forgotten this or gosh, gosh, this is great. Or, I mean, what good advice this person gave me or what great, what, what our research led us to something. This is a fascinating, helpful point. And so, uh, I would say if you're among the uninitiated who hasn't read the reinventors, read the reinventors. Fantastic. Hey, if you have a question for Jason, be sure and ask, it's really easy. Go to Twitter. Hashtag Ask Jason Jennings. Ask that question, obviously, in 140 characters or less. Hashtag Ask Jason Jennings. We will answer those questions on upcoming episodes of the podcast. And by the way, Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. You can find out how to arrange to have Jason keynote your next event or leadership conference and learn about his fees and availability. Check out the website, Jason dash jennings.com click the contact button and follow those instructions this is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential the game changers go out have a conversation with a millennial you've been listening to the game changers leadership lessons in speed productivity growth innovation and reinvention with business thought leader best-selling author and keynote speaker jason jennings read jason's most recent new york times bestseller the reinventors and visit his website at jason-jennings.com